Hello. Okay, so anybody have a question they'd like to start with today? There is a quiz Monday. What will it be on? You know the answer to that. It will be on everything we've covered. It's a mini final with the emphasis on the things that were covered since the last quiz, which would be, I'll certainly try to ask you something that involves a class and definition of a class and use of that. And I'll also try to ask you something about arrays. But I can't ask you about arrays and classes without asking you about methods and variables, and probably I'll toss in a loop and an if statement. So what else is there? It's a killer quiz, yeah, right. If I was thinking three hours, it'd be about right. Oh wait, no. Any other questions? Yes, Michael. I was a joke, Michael. Even the final exam, my target is to have um, a significant portion of the class out of there by within an hour. Um, if, if I've targeted it right, uh, well, many of you will be gone in an hour. Most of you will be gone in two hours, and somebody will decide to take me for the whole three-hour ride. So that's the final, yeah. All right, in ad- warning me in advance. All right. All right, well, in that case, I'm just going to jump in. So uh, really, today is... Uh, I mean, I'm there to fill in any gaps that are happening, and if it's something that you missed a long time ago, you took the time to come to class today, I'll take the time to try to answer your question, if possible. Uh, But I'm going to start with a couple of shorter examples using arrays, and then we'll get in and uh, mix the arrays up with classes, and maybe we'll get to the shooting the starry night with the random shooting stars, but I'm not sure whether we'll get there or not. We'll try. So here's my first example for today. Count the number of, to write a, so it was, uh, in the past, again, in other variations of this class, I would give this as a question and say, write me a method that counts, that given an array of integers returns the number of zeros in the array. Well, instead of giving you that example, I'm going to do this one, and in a minute I'm going to give you another one, and I'll try to figure out how to ask you a clicker question about it, because I have found that many students who were kind of sitting there scratching their head and not making that time be productive, and I want all of your time here in class to be productive. So here's the basic example, and sort of give you an opportunity to say, wait, I don't even understand what's going on there. So this is a method. Um, We see it has a return type of an integer because it's going to return the number of zeros that I find in this integer array, the name of my method. Here we're beginning to see, maybe it might even be the first example where I've done it. Int bracket bracket is a perfectly good type. It's like Boolean. It's like string. It's like um, star. It's like human. It's like rocket. It's like grid. It's just a type. In the details, there are two major groups of types, the primitive types and everything else, and it's not a primitive type, but it's a type. You can declare variables, you can declare parameters of that type, whatever. And it says, you remember that key word from last time, it says data will be a 
All right, thank you. A reference to an array of integers. We don't know how big that array will be. So in fact, we see here data clearly, as I call this function multiple times, each time I call it, data may take on being, we know it's really a reference to, but I'll be sloppy and say it, it will become an array that has different sizes each time I call it. The nice thing about arrays in Java is we can find out how many elements are in the array using the notation here, which is essentially getting that length instance variable out of the array. We don't usually call it that, but in practice, that's essentially what it is. It's really identical to that. So I'm going to create count, which is going to keep the count of zeros that I've found. I'm going to loop through the array. This, this notation you see, right, this is just happens over and over again. It just sort of jumps out. You're going to go around and, and let i take on the value for each index in my array, and it's strictly less than the length, because if I have an array of five elements, the indices are 0, 1, 2, 3, and 4. So I need to make sure that i stops at 1 less than 5, right? So I make it strictly less than the length. And each time I go around the loop, I do whatever's in here. And in this case, for each element in the array, that's how you could read that green circle. You could read that. For each element in the array, look at the element, data sub i, see if it's equal to zero. If it is, increment the count. When I'm all done, I simply return that value. And this is a nice function that you could even, I could imagine using it in programs for various reasons. Evan. No, 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 I'm not asking if i is equal to zero. I'm asking if the thing's stored in that, right? I mean, everybody goes along and piles a bunch of books on each one of these chairs. And I'm going to look and say, how many books are in this chair? Whoop, none. There's one. How many books in this? None. none. Oh, maybe that's a, he's a, he's a book. He looks, anyway. So, right, so I'm going to go and look in each chair. Data sub i says, look in chair i and tell me what's there. I'm not looking at i, I'm looking at data sub i. I, 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 I just still don't get it, because wouldn't it still only happen once, because i is, would increase every time it goes to the far loop? i, sure i increases. So, so you're not with me here. Is, so, do, you, do you understand that data means a bunch of chairs? Okay, and each of the chairs has a pile of books on it. The question is, how many chairs have no books. Okay? So I tells me which chair am I looking at? So I look in chair zero, how many books? Three. Look in chair one, how many books? None. Oop, increment the count. I look in chair two, how many books? None. Oop, I increment the count. Look in chair three. That's exactly what this code does. If data sub i says how many books in chair i? Yeah? Where do they get the what value from? The I, value. I is the loop index. It just keeps changing. I, I know. I'm just still kind of... Who, who else is confused? If he's the only one, I'm going to move on. But if he's not the only one, I'm going to try to find another way to say it. Who, who's, who's a little still confused by this example? But you got, if, if, that, if there's three, if I really only got three people that are confused, four. Can you ask it? Can you help me? 
Sure. So here's my array. Let's suppose that data, here's the variable data, and data is referring to this array here that has one, two, three, four, one, two, three, four, five, six things in it, okay? What number would you like? For, ignore that problem for the moment. This is a separate issue. Somebody tell me what number I should put in the first box. And the next one. And the next one. Thank you. And the next one. Next one, zero. I want a zero. I want another zero, okay? So there's my array, right? Following my analogy that I was trying to give to Evan here, chair zero has 10 books, chair one has seven books, chair two has zero books, chair three has eight books, chair four has zero books, and chair five has zero books. I have six chairs all together, okay? You with me? All right. Data is referring to that array. If I is zero... Data sub i is Evan. What is data sub i if what is data sub i if i is zero? No. What is if i is equal to zero? So here's i. I is equal to zero. What's the value of data sub i? Ten. Data, chair zero, is ten. I, I'm going to have to give up here. I'm sorry. Uh, zero, one, two, three, four, five. I made them up. Oh, you did. Yeah. Well, I didn't. They helped me make them up. This is a function. This function is being passed a reference to some data that's somewhere else. You don't know what it is. It's an abstract concept. It's some data. Ah, is that where we were stuck? Okay, good. Maybe that was where everybody else was stuck. I might call data... I'm going to call data many times. The whole program's not here. Are you worried about the rest of the program? So, okay, okay, so the rest of the program, somewhere in my program, somewhere else, I created an array, right, and I put some numbers in it, and I passed that array to how many zeros? Do you want me, how many would like me to actually show the code that calls how many zeros? Couple? All right, let's see, um, I think I actually have that code right here, so let me make this go away so we don't see that because I don't want you to see that yet, right? So, in case I needed to play with it, here it is. So, there's how many zeros, but I didn't do anything, so let's, uh, let's make up an array here. So, oh, I got a lot of chatter going on. What's happening? It's because you're bored because I'm only, I'm only talking to 10 people, in which case I'm going to try to move on quickly, but if not, you know, help me out. Yeah, question? You're just talking about the naming of the integer? You bet. So, we'll, the name of which integer? If you'd like me, you know, that was just a particular analogy I chose. So, mm, you want, yeah, so you want to think of I as chair number, right? That was just, I was trying to seem to need to be made concrete. Now, to do this easily, 
I'm sorry, I'm going to throw in some syntax I haven't quite shown you yet. So here's my, here's um, stuff one, right, equals, and I'm going to make an array, and we're going to fill it with those. There's 10, 7, 0, 8, 0, 0. Ah. Okay, I'm going to make another one. Int, just to make it clear, I can have more of these. Stuff two equals... What number do I have here? Five. Five. Six. Six. Three. Three. Let's get at least one zero in there. Nine. Nine. Zero. 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 Thirty-six. Thirty-six. Four. Five. I can't type. That's how you get. All right. So, Evan, I now have two sets of chairs, right? I didn't call them chair. I called it stuff one and stuff two, all right? I'm going to call, I'm going to say... Well, let me go. Uh, can I do this? I'm going to say print line. How many zeros? And I'm going to pass it stuff one. And then I'm going to say print line. How many zeros? And I'm going to pass it stuff two. Okay. So there's the whole program. So you ask me where did that stuff come from? I made it up. But that's not what we're talking about right now. It's like. We're defining the function to draw a rectangle, and, I, and I'm going to say void rect open print int x int y int width int height. And you're going to ask me where did x y and width height come from? So I, I don't know. They get made up someplace else. That's the input. Okay, is that helping? Yeah. Yeah. Great. Great. Thanks. Absolutely. Right here, I said it must be passed an array of integers. You bet. Yeah. Are we all? Are we getting there? Thanks for asking me the questions. I'm and I'm not sure what I miss sometimes. Yeah, Michael. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so if we go back over, uh, how do I make this come back? Right. So we go back over here, somewhere else in my program. Somewhere else in my program. Now I had stuff one, and I had stuff. Two, right? Sorry, that's really sketchy because you can't see. So I've got these two things, and stuff one is maybe pointing here, and stuff two is pointing off to this other array with other values in it, right? And when I said the first time, when I called how many zeros was stuff one, then data gets the same thing as what's in here, so they're both pointing at that one. And I'm going to count how many zeros are in this array. And later on, I'm going to call how many zeros, and I'm going to pass it stuff two. And when that happens, I'm going to change stuff two, right? Data's not going to point to here. It's not going to point to where stuff two is pointing, and I'm going to go and count how many zeros are in here. It's a parameter of the function. It's an input. I get to change it by calling it at different times. It's like calling fill with different numbers. Only they're only related. They're only related because I called how many zeros with stuff right here. This says take stuff one and forgive me, but it just jumped out, stuff it into data. Okay? Right? Take stuff two and put it remember I said. This is initializing that variable with whatever's in here. We've seen this before in method calls, right? Same thing. 
The only trick here is because we have to realize that what's really being shared here is, is a reference to the array. So they're both pointing at this same array. Okay? All right. I feel like I want to move on. Um, what a mess I've made of this slide. Uh, other questions about that? Boy, I'm glad I put that one up. <laughs> is that starting to fit, right? And again, it's harping back on what we already know. We have to understand passing parameters to functions, right? right? It's the same thing. I'm passing a value to this function. When I'm looking at the function, I don't care where it comes from. All I know is it will be some array of integers, right? And then I'm going to, in this case, examine each element in that array. Okay, well, if you got that one, here's another one. Let's try this. Now, um, I actually, uh, this is not going to, I'm not going to make this a clicker question. We're going to look at it for just a moment. Uh, this is a, you can almost guess where, you, I mean, a clever person would know the answer without knowing anything about programming here. So the question is, is this correct? And the answer is no, it's not. This is a really common mistake that students have made when I've asked them to write this piece of code. So this is a piece of code that's supposed to go through and determine if the array contains just one value, so every chair has got six in it, or every chair has got zero. I don't care what's in it. All I care is that they're all exactly the same. And the solution that I have up here, when I've done this class, when I've done this in the past, either on an exam or as an in-class exercise, this is a common, very common mistake. So I want you to study it for just a minute, talk to your neighbor, and see if you can figure out what the mistake is now that I've told you there's a mistake. While you're doing this, somebody wants to ask a question, you can chat. I'll talk over you if you want. Somebody that wants to ask me a question. Yeah. Um, the last example, why was the last example have data dot length minus one? Hmm, well, you're on to something there. So why is it data dot length minus one here? Data sub i plus one. If I let it go and look at the last seat, when i is pointing at the last seat, then i plus 1 will be one seat off the end, and I'll get an array index out of bounds exception. Because this one actually looks at two adjoining elements. The other one only looked at one element at a time. So I have to make sure that when I'm looking at this one, there is, another, there is an adjoining element to be looking at. That's why it has to stop sooner. Good eye that you caught that. That is an important aspect of this example that I wanted you to pick up on. But that's not the mistake, because that's, in fact, what I wanted to do here. You can talk amongst yourselves still. It's OK. You have my permission, even though I'm talking to did you have a question, Michael? Excuse me? Well, suppose there's five elements. If I let, if I, if I let ILO go 0, 1, 2, 3, 4, when I is 4, what's data of 4 plus 1? Yeah, it's asking me for the, va the, the thing that's here, but there is no here. Right? 1, 2, 3, 4, 5. Whoop! Fall on the floor, right? Index out of bounds. No chair for Charlie. Okay? It'll stop. Well, it'll stop. No, it's going to stop sooner. I'm going to go here and see if you're the same as that one. I'm going to go here and see if this one's the same as that one. I'm going to go here and see if that's the same as that one. I'm going to go here and see if that's the same as that one. I don't need to go and look at that one. I'm done. So it's technically incorrect if it doesn't go all the way to the next as far as you want it to. 
Well, that's a true statement, yes. All right, who thinks they know what's wrong with this one? Yes, ma'am. Right. You know, I should know your name. You're just Marie? Marie? Maria. Oh, I was close. All right. Hold on. It's my turn now. Or actually, it's Maria's turn. Yeah, go for it. Bingo! Exactly. What this code does is it looks at the first two elements. So it comes into the loop. I is equal to zero. And it says, if the, if the, the guy in chair zero <coughs> looks like the guy in chair one, all right, then, actually it says, if the guy in chair zero is not like the guy in chair one, return false. And if they are the same, return true. Party's over. <laughs> right? All it does is look at the first two seats. And then it's done. Right? It's supposed to look at all of them. It's supposed to look at these two. Say, yep, they're the same. Yep, they're the same. Yep, they're the same. Yep, they're the same. And notice I stopped. If there's five seats, I stopped at three. Zero, one, two. I stopped at three. That was the, you know, length minus one. Because I don't want to go to here and look at this seat and... There's nothing there. That's the ray index out of bounds when I try to look at I plus 1. So, in fact, it, it stops. It only does the test once. So, it's a really easy fix. The fix is just there. Now it works. Right? So, now watch what happens. Right? We come in. I is equal to 0. And it says, does this chair have the same number in, in it as that chair? It actually says, if they're not the same, well, as soon as I find two that are not the same, clearly they're not all the same, right? So as soon as I find one that, that makes the answer be false, I can stop. But just because these two are the same, does that mean they're all the same? Of course not. I have to check this one, and they're, not, they're, st they're still okay. They're not, not equal. Nope, not, not equal. Not, not equal. Gee, they all seem to be equal. I've gone through the loop. I didn't find any exceptions to the, to the rule. So... Return true, right? So just be careful that if you have, if I give you a problem that asks you to check for something, make sure you actually check all of them that you're supposed to check and don't just give up as soon as you, you know, it's, you can't decide by looking at just the first pair. Yeah. How do you know by looking at this code that the, the first uh, space in the, in the array and the second are equal? Are, are, I started with i equals zero. Okay. So it looks at zero and one. That's the first two. Oh, right, right. Okay. Right? Isn't that what you asked me? Uh, so I asked, how, how, do you, how do you know that the first two spaces are the same number? Because if they're not, I'm going to return false. I mean, try it, right? So I take the first two numbers. So let's, let's give some concrete data here. I know this freaks Evan out because he thinks that I don't know where it came from, but here's my array, right? And it's going to have 3, 3, 2, 6, 5, okay? So this is the one at zero. This is one, two, three, four. This is an array of five elements, right? So I come in, and, and I is zero, right? And I look at data of zero, which is three. And I look at data of one, which is three. They're not, not equal. So this is false. And it just keeps going. 
right? I mean, I'm sorry, I don't know how to n- avoid the double negative there. If it was a, if the two first two are not the same, that condition will be true, and I'll return false, saying that they're not all the same, because clearly these two aren't the same. The array elements are not all the same. Yeah. All right. Yeah. I, I, I don't know which... I'm not following you. They would all be zero. So for an integer array, when you create, they'd all be zero, so it would return true. Yeah, sure. So if, if I created an array and didn't do anything to it, by default, they will have all been zero. So it's, it's fine with that. Yeah. <laughs> Questions about that one? All right, well, time to get your clickers then. This was my first slide, and then I realized we should maybe warm up to the first slide. It's like, okay, let's find out what's going on. So here's another one. And uh, this is one of these, like, you know, what does it do kind of questions. So it's checking something because it's going to return true or false. And the question is, what is, it, does, what is it figuring out about this data array that's being passed in? So um, if I call it with some array, maybe... It will give me an index out of bounds exception because I did something wrong. Um, and I'm just in case, so you're not thrown off here. When I talk about non-increasing versus non-decreasing, right? If it goes 333355566, that's non-decreasing. It's not technically increasing because 333 is not increasing, right? So non-decreasing means that every, each sequential element is at least as big as the one before it or, or not. And the same thing, non-decreasing is like that, but going down. So, so adjacent elements might be equal, but um, they don't get smaller or bigger depending on which variation is. So I would encourage you to try to figure out what it does um, and then pick one of these. Or you know, if you really want to read all the English first, that's okay. And of course, you're welcome to talk to your neighbor to help work this out. Uh, I'm blocking something critical there. Let's see. I can move this, hopefully, without turning it off. B and C are not supposed to be the same. Return of the elements are in non-decreasing, non-increasing. This got to do with what order it is. <clears throat> yeah, that's okay.
Okay, let's try to hold this to two minutes. I'd like everybody to, you know, toss your opinion in here. I guess I'll make it two and a half. Oh, time's up. Time's up. Five, four, three, two, one. Stop. Okay. Well, that was interesting. We're not quite all on the same page yet. So, hmm. So, uh, <clears throat> what's going on here? Yeah. What's your name? Peter? Um, it's go, it's, as it goes through, it checks the data, but because there's not the minus one on the yeah, yeah, checking that noise. Yeah, bingo. We're all paying attention. We should have been alert to that. It was very nicely picked up by somebody up there before, right? We're, we, need that, we need that minus one here, right? Because the problem is, if that condition no, continues to... Uh, sorry, sorry. I put it in the. I wrote it in the wrong place. Thank you. There we go. If that, if that, if that greater than relation continues to always be false, it's going to go and it's going to walk off the end. It's going to say if there's an array of five things, it's going to go up and it, and it's going to try to look in seat four when I is four, and it's going to compare what's in seat four, zero, one, two, three, four, with what's in seat five, when it tries to do that, there's no seat, and we get a null pointer except, or uh, sorry, in array index out of bounds exception, yeah. Uh, it's not because it's less than or less than or equal, that has to do with whether it's strictly increasing or decreasing or not strictly increasing or decreasing. Uh, but the less than, that, no, if it's, even in my previous ones, so think about it. <coughs> Hold on. This is really critical. This is a key one. So again, let's take my example of five. The length is five. This front row right here, right? The length is five. What values of I do I want if I'm going to look at each seat? Zero, one, two, three, four. So I need I to be strictly less than the length just to look at each seat. That's right, but it could be four. It's less than the length. The length is five. Right? Four is less than five last time I checked. Right? So four is less than five. So when I is four, I'm looking at seat four and it's seat five, and there is no seat five. Right? So I know it's, it's confusing if you haven't been working with this a lot. So you've got to remember, it's this odd thing, in some sense, but it makes sense once we remember it. The key is that it starts at zero, and the length is what you expect it to be, right? The length is actually how many are there.
but the last one is at length minus 1. And in this case, I need to stop even strictly before that. So I need to stop strictly less than length minus 1 because I need to have 2 to look at for the last spot. Right? Is that clear now? Good. Michael. Otherwise, when I do data sub 4 greater than data sub 4 plus 1 in my example of five elements, I'm going to get an array index out of bounds. Exactly. Okay? So, that was the right answer, right? The right answer was A. Just to give you another two more minutes with this one, I think this is really critical to come up with other questions. Let's go ahead and run this again, assuming I've now put in minus 1, so we know the answer is not A, and just make sure we know which of those other choices it's going to be, and I'm pretty sure the right choice is up there. So now we're doing the same thing, but we've got i less than data.length minus 1. And I have to figure out what the right answer is here. B and C are not the same. Given how much time you had it before, I'm going to go to a minute and a half here on the timer, and then I'm going to shut this off. I said a minute and a half, I'm going to hold it to that. There we go. <clears throat> Sorry, I can't restart it. It just doesn't let me do it. I'd have to have everybody revote again. All right, so uh, what's the answer? Right? You're not all quite on the same page there, but it's close. I know it's a little, maybe that's a little hard, but anyway, indeed, it's, it's B here, right? Because notice, as soon as I find an element where the next one is smaller, then I reject it. If the next one is equal or bigger, that's non-decreasing. If the next one is equal or bigger, then the condition is not true, and the loop continues. But as soon as I see one that's smaller, right, data i plus 1 is smaller than data i, it's now clearly decreasing. So what I have there is non-decreasing. Um, if I made that data i is greater than or equal to data i plus 1, that would be strictly increasing. Uh, strict, strictly means they can't, you can't have two that are the same. That's right. All right. I think enough of that one. You can ponder that more on your own time if you like. I'll take questions about it, but not about the strictly increasing versus decreasing, but if we have questions about how this thing, you know, sort of works in general or syntax issues. Yeah. Hold on. It's my turn. We're back, guys. 
We had well, quite a bit of nice, good discussion there, but now we're back. Thanks. I just haven't tried doing that fast. Will it not run the program at all? Or will it run? Uh, no, it'll run. And, it, and in fact, if it, if long, as long as it keeps returning false, it'll be fine. It's when it finally does, it actually happens at runtime, and it will notice, it like, whoops, I fell off. And at that point, it will fail. Good question. So this is something that, that the compiler doesn't figure out. It's actually at runtime, and it'll keep running as long as I always got to that return false. But as soon as I reaches that last value, at that point, it breaks. You want to do data.link plus one to do what? Data.link plus one is going in the wrong direction. That's making it go even further, right? That's making the upper bound of I, I is now in my example of five, I is going to go up to seven or something. That's even worse, right? Yeah, no. Okay? All right. So back to the star example. I think I tossed this in today just to uh, make sure there weren't any questions about it and give you a chance to ask if someone had reviewed it. In the meantime, uh, we got these two arrays. We saw in class last time, I went in and added a third array, which was the star color. And we used that to actually store the color of the stars, because this one, every star twinkles every frame, and he wanted the sort of twinkle rate to vary. And I put a little conditional statement in here. That would be a really great exercise for you. Take this slide and see if you can finish it to get it back to the one I had where the stars sort of twinkle um, at some rate less than the actual frame rate. <clears throat> so I, I'll leave that as an exercise for you. I'm not going to repeat that in class right now. No questions about the star example? No? Okay. So I think we didn't get too far into this one. So here's the example using the ball class. And I'm going to make an array of 10 of them. We've got now our loop. Before we had just two or three. I think I only had two that were bouncing. Now there's going to be three or up to 10, or I could, of course, trivially make it be 100 of them. And I'd like to go and take this one and make a couple of changes to it just to let you see what we're doing. It also helps us remember what's happening with classes. So let's make sure I've got the right code here. Uh, oops, I've already added that code in. Okay, well, that's all right. So, well, what the heck. Um, yeah, all right. So I made, I made two additions to this one. The first thing I want to do was I want to go in and change the ball class. Right Here was our ball class. And remember, I think it had the ball bouncing straight up and down. It also then had um, an X velocity update, an X, y, an X velocity but it didn't do anything about the ball if it went off the edge. It just sort of went off. I didn't have this test. So all I did was add in a test here that says if x is greater than the width minus the diameter divided by 2. What does that tell me? If this is true, where's the ball? Just touched the right edge, right? The center of the ball is a radius away from the right-hand edge. If that's true, or if the center of the ball, its x-coordinate, is a radius away from the left edge, which is 0, then I want to switch the x-velocity so that they'll bounce off the edges. So that's the only change I made to the ball class, actually. So when you, I made that change. And I think it's got, then, 
a collided with method that we did in class. So here's collided with the other ball, right? And it just returns the distance between the center of this ball, and I've left off this because it's not required here, and the other ball. If that's less than the sum of their diameters divided by two, I don't know how I did I do it as a single divide by two. Yeah, the sum of their diameters divided by two, right? That's the, adding the two radii together. Then the balls have collided. Okay, so I then did one other thing. I now took that ball class, and so the the question we would like to ask, and I, um, you know what? Let me just comment this code out, and we'll, so we can run it for just a second. Let me do slash star star slash. So when I run this example, here's what we get. We get a slow startup. Oh, what did I do? Uh, I must have put that comment in the wrong place. That was the if. That was supposed to be for the force. Off by a line. There we go. Try again. Ignore the man behind the curtain there. Don't look at that code. So what we get here is they're all bouncing around. And um, so a few of them had some x velocity. Boy, not very much. But notice they don't go off the edge, so they're going to bounce off the edge. See those couple little ones going to the edge? They bounce back, right? We saw some over here that bounced off this edge. See that bounces off? Okay. Um, but notice that they don't pay any attention to each other, right? So in that sense, it's not realistic because all the balls are somehow magically transparent and they'll pass through. We can make this a little bit more interesting, a little bit more realistic if we could add, and we saw how to do that last time, so we, we have the code to make them collide. Now, it turns out this is kind of like that 2D grid drawing exercises we do with the double for loop. So think about what's going to happen here. All right? You can kind of see it lurking there on us in that commented out code. So what do I have to do to find out if two balls have collided? Right? Every ball, you're going to try to answer it? Well, but I've got, I've got this collided with function. So I figured that out. But what do I have to do? I have to say, for each ball, compare it with every other ball. That's like, for each row, draw a square in each column, right? And then go to the next row and draw a square in each column. And then go to the next row and draw a square. So this is going to say, for each ball, compare it with every other ball. So again, we see this now starting to become frequent, hopefully, this nested loop structure. So if I put this back in, and we'll just look carefully at what it does. So what we see here, this outer one, that's for each ball, right? We got to see that. We were just, we did all those arrays, you know, for each, before it was for each chair, and I didn't call them chairs, but for each of the integers, for each of the, let I rep index each one of the balls in this array. Update the ball, right? You know, make it, you know, draw it wherever it's supposed to be. I probably should have put that afterwards. I wonder if that would help things a little bit. Um, I bet it would. You know what? I'm going to move it right now while I'm thinking about it. I think I would rather... Well, ah, it goes either way. It probably doesn't matter. Let's leave it there. So then what it says is, again, for each ball... 
what I'm going to do is compare the ice ball with every other ball. Right? So <clears throat> this test is here because I don't want to compare it against myself. So when I and other are the same, it's I'm talking about the ball, right? I'm talking about the ice ball. So don't compare your, don't see if it collided with itself. But as long as you're not talking about the ice one, compare the ball I with the ball other. See if they collided. And if they collided, I'm going to reverse both of their x values. Oh, I guess that looks like I threw in a method that just changes the x velocity, right? Question, John. Um, so some weird stuff happens, and this isn't perfect, right? So there are several problems. What happens if two balls collide? You know, I, one ball collides with two other balls. He's suggesting um, when the two balls collide and I reverse them, um, golly, when I get to the next one, they reverse again. You're right. So, in fact, it's even weaker than I thought, but I didn't want to make it too complicated. So let's see. Um, I have to sort of keep track that I've actually reversed it and not reverse it again. It's going to be a little bit, this, is good. this works sort of, and we'll, you'll actually see in the behavior, it doesn't work very well, but you're absolutely right. Um, it's, it's a little harder than what I have, but this, this will get us close. It's a good first approximation, but yeah, thanks for catching that. Yeah? Quick question, what, uh, what did you declare other as? Other, other is an integer right here. It's the index of the other ball. Okay? So what we get with this is something that's, you know, it's not bad. So you'll notice they kind of bounce off of each other and they change directions. And then some sort of weird things happen. The physics is not too good. Um, <laughs> and they maybe look like they get stuck to each other. And some of them seem to have overlapped when they shouldn't have because now they've probably gotten too close. And I'm not quite sure how they managed to stay close like that. Some odd things. I think what's happening is maybe what John is, they're sort of within each other and they're reversing twice, so I hadn't thought about that. So some kind of funny things happen, but I'm not going to worry too much about that. It, we could pursue it and make it better. There's several details. We could fix them. It's going to be even more complicated. I don't want to do that. I do want to just, for the effect, make it really clear what we get out of doing this. I'm going to go here and instead of, where's the size? Um... I don't want a random size anymore. X was width height. That's the X velocity. It must be this last one here. That must be the size, right? So I'm just going to make them all be uh, the smaller ones. So I'm just going to make them all be 5. So they're all going to be size 5. And just to really make it clear, what happens with, right? Okay, so, you know, we can add a lot of them really easily. I certainly wouldn't want to do that coding it, you know, ball one, ball two, ball three, ball four, right? You'd go, you'd go crazy. <clears throat> kind of cool looking anyway. Anyway, so this is the, really the power that we get by using arrays. We can just, as, as, as easy as we can do two, we can do two million, right? At some point, the processing will choke here and it won't be able to update them fast enough. Things will... Even at that number, I think it's getting a little slow. So anyway, question about that? Yeah, Michael. Uh, what was the purpose of 
So that other loop, this loop here, whoops, where do we go? Sorry. Uh, what does this do? This says, for the ice ball, the one that I just drew, look and see if it collided with any other ball. Right? Other is the index of the one I'm going to look at. So here I am. I'm going to look and say that, you know, the, the chairs now have, X, have the XY coordinates and diameters of, of balls on them, okay? And so, and I've got my, I know what, where I am, and I look and say, whoop, did I, did I collide with the one in zero? Did I collide with the one there? Did I collide with the one here? Did I collide with the one here? Did I collide with the one here? That's what that inner loop does, right? All right, that was, that was actually Evan, right? Now it's this guy's turn, right? He gets up and says, did I collide with him? Oop, that's me, don't look there. Uh, did I collide with that? Did I collide with that? Did I collide with that? Right? And then you get up. And you go, did I collide with that? Did I, oh, that's me, don't do that. Did I collide with that? Did I collide with that, right? That's what's going on in that inner loop. I have to keep doing that. Okay. For each, each one of you has to get up and do that, right? So when I is zero, Evan gets up and he looks in each chair. And he says, whoop, that's my chair, don't look there. And then whoever's not there gets up, right? And then when, it, when I is zero, one, two, when I is two, Michael gets up. And Michael looks at zero. And then he looks at one and says, whoop, that's my chair, right? See what's happening? Okay. Yeah. Why do you have to even worry about it colliding with itself? I don't know. Maybe I don't. Uh, well, I don't know what it's going to do. If I collide with it, it'll reverse twice. And you're right. Good point. It's going to reverse it twice and nothing happens. So you're absolutely right. He's just pointed out, in fact, uh, modulo John's problem, because I think it's, he's certainly right. We've got issues here. That's really fine, since I actually reversed both of them. Um, it'll just reverse itself twice, so that would work okay. Good catch. Yeah. Still not going to work right. This works just like the one I had before, which is still not good. In the uh, second for loop, did you start other at 5 plus 1? Uh, is that all I need to do? I think you're right. Why didn't I think of that? Uh, I've done these before. This is embarrassing. Um, if I start other at i plus 1, because I've already compared to ones before. That was really dumb, Charlie. God, it must have been, it was late, it must have been late at night when I did that. I love it. Man. God, what was that? I gave you, did you get all your, if you don't get all your clicker questions today, you get them for free, right? Anyway. But you'll probably get them right anyway. Um, absolutely. That's a really good point. So, uh, so when Evan gets, when, when Michael gets up, everybody before him has already looked at him. Thank you. God, that's, a, that's rude. God, I hope this is, this is being recorded. Can I cancel? Can we, can you, please don't, don't uh, give me, I'm going to, they're going to take away my PhD. Anyway. <laughs> Anyway, so when, when Michael gets, what John has pointed out, when Michael gets up, Evan's already checked himself against Michael, right? And th that mystery person there is already checked against Michael. So when Michael gets up, he doesn't need to go back and check against Evan again, or the mystery guy. He just needs to start with, sorry, I should know your name. Adam. Adam. So Michael just starts with Adam and then the last seat, right? It's even faster. That's better. Wow. He's going to haunt me all weekend now. Yeah. But you guys will remember it, and I did this on purpose. <laughs> it was a teaching moment. Thank you. Yes, please. Uh, no, because this is not like the guy next to them, right? I really am doing all of them, although there may be some weirdness. You wouldn't, uh, you know, it's not going to break, but it won't hurt, since if I'm the last one, now that we've got John's fix, if I's the last seat. There isn't going to be anybody else to compare against, so there's no point. Yeah. It won't hurt anything, but 
um, what will happen is, since these arrays are the same length, when i is actually um, at length minus 1, it's going to come in here and set this to be length, and length is not going to be less than length, and nothing's going to happen. <clears throat> but it certainly, again, would not, it would be slightly more efficient. I could, in fact, stop there. Would be okay. Because anybody after that has nobody after them to check. So I wonder if we'll actually see a visible change here. I'm going to run it again. Oh, yeah, it's definitely different. <laughs> kind of interesting little wave-like action there, huh? That's curious. I'm not quite sure why it gives us that nice wave action. Anyway, other questions or fixes of my lame code? Yeah. No, 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 no. It starts at i plus one, okay, and keeps. So it starts. So, so let's suppose i is three, right? It says let other start from four and go all the way to the end, right? It's just where you start. Okay. Yeah, Michael. Uh, that's right, because we skip it, right? So again, when you get up. Zero, one, two. When you get up, when I is, is Michael's chair of two, you're going to start looking at chair three, Evan's chair. Right? You're not going to look at the ones to your left. Right? Because I is two. Right? Okay. All right. So here's a kind of fun example. And this is a variation on something that I actually first saw as one of the processing example sketches, although they've changed how they do it a little bit. And this is a slightly simpler version of that. And so what this one is going to do, actually, let me just, let me, let's run it here. What is this called? This is called... All right, so, so there's the same thing, right? There's that same code, all right? And I'm going to run this, and it's sort of like the snake one from the book, but I've made it simpler to start with. So here it is, and what it says is, it says, if the mouse is pressed, which is not at the moment, if it is pressed, store the mouse x, y values into an element of the array, put those numbers on a seat, and increment the seat number, right? And so what is going to happen is if I click and move the mouse, right, it draws these little circles, and if I keep moving, they keep getting bigger and bigger, right? And now it stops. That's it. So I've used it all. It's kind of like that snake. I could, of course, done it in one smooth stroke, and it would have just left a trail, but I kept stopping and releasing. So, <clears throat> so again, what's happening is... In every draw, let's suppose the mouse is not pressed. Well, regardless, what it draws, it says, draw an ellipse at the xy values stored in this array. And notice that the first one I draw, the one when i is 0, has a size of 0. Actually, that's kind of a waste. It doesn't draw anything, but whatever. We don't notice that. 
And then I is one, it still doesn't draw anything. When I is two, it finally draws one that's two. And then when I is three, it draws one. And so it keeps drawing these bigger circles. When I gets up to 60, it only goes to 50. Now, when I gets up to 50, right, then it's drawing a circle that um, has a diameter of 25, right? So <clears throat> when the program initially starts, let me start it again. So let's stop this. I'm going to run it again. And notice that what we have, what we see is just a big circle up in the upper left corner. Because in fact, it's drawing 60 circles all on top of them, all with their x, y at 0, 0, right? And increasingly sizes. And we only see the big one that got drawn. And I'm just going to do it in one stroke this time. So if I press the mouse down and just start keep moving it around, right, it leaves this trail. Because it keeps adding... First, it, it draws where the mouse was in the first place. It increments it. And then the next frame, it's going to draw, it's going to store the value of mouse x in the next place and then the next place until the thing is filled up. And once it's filled up, it just stops. Right? And there they are. And it just keeps drawing it. And, and it just keeps redrawing those things. Although we don't notice because nothing seems to be changing. Because I filled up my array with a bunch of numbers. Yeah. No, that's right. It looks like the two circles will be the same size and then it'll go up slowly, yeah. Just because I didn't want it to get too big. <clears throat> okay? Questions about what that one does. Right? The, cool, the effect is not as cool, but we need to make sure we understand what's happening. After the two arrays, they get filled up with these values until they're full. And because it says, you know, once count has gotten up to num, this will never be true anymore, right? And it'll just, that'll be it. Yeah, you know, you know, they'll never change, and they'll just draw whatever they are. Yeah. In the back row, yeah. Okay. Somebody else? Yeah. Because um, the drawing happens regardless. Remember, the, look, the drawing's not inside the if statement. Right? The for loop, the for loop is not inside of the if statement, so it always draws. It's just a question of where it draws. And where is it drawing? All of these values are zero, so it draws them all up in the corner. Right? You got it now? Yeah. Yes. Um, so when mouse, uh, mx count equals mouse x, what happens? When mx, where are you? Here, when, it, when mx count. Is there, are you talking about this line? Yes, yes. What, what happens? This says take whatever value is stored in mouse x. And using my early analogy, store it in seat number count. Right, so I'm going to have two rows. Here's the MX row. Here's the MY row. Right? The first time it goes in there and sees that test is true, I put X here and I put mouse X here and I put mouse Y there. And now count is 1. And then I put mouse X here and I put mouse Y there. Count is 2. I put mouse X here and I put mouse Y there. Right? And anytime I draw and I say, oh, draw a circle at that XY, 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 those are all zero because I haven't even filled them in yet. Right? Okay? Because notice a bunch of those circles are going to stay up in the corner um, for a while. So let's run it one more time just so you'll see. Right? That stuff in the corner 
doesn't all go away yet, right? See, there's still stuff in the corner because a whole bunch of them are, the big ones are all still at zero. And those big ones won't go away until I get to the very end. And then, oh, there it went away because now I've given a new value to the last place in my array, which is where the big one is. Okay? Yeah. No, no, that's it. That's it. There's nothing to reset it. That's, uh, hold that thought. <laughs> yeah. So are you translating the No, no, I'm just drawing them there. What are the circles? The ones in the upper left corner. Where do they go? Yeah. I mean, why do they go away? Yeah. Well, because I'm redrawing the background every time. Uh, is that what you were asking? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm redrawing it. So, you know, I could, I could have the background changing on it here, right? So the background is, see, there's the background call. <coughs> right? So, uh, random, 255. Right? Just to make it really clear, I'm redrawing the background every time. Right? Yeah! Okay? So I'm redrawing the background. I don't like that. I'm going all epileptic fit here. Okay, yeah, Michael. Um, no matter where you go and change the mouse in the next one direction, it'll get bigger and bigger. Yeah, yeah, the bigger and bigger has got to do with how I draw them, right? So again, if you look at how they're drawn, so there's two parts to this. One is, how do I put values in the array? And the other one is, it just, you know, it just draws a bunch of ellipses. And the ones whose values are early in the array are small, and the ones whose values are at the end of the array are big because of that I value there, right? But why does an MX get smaller when your mouse next to it? Uh, MX is just an array of numbers. It's just an array of numbers, right? It could be anything. And I'm telling you, the, one, the last one, whatever's stored in the last, whatever's stored here, that's the xy coordinate of the biggest one. And whatever's stored there is the xy coordinate of the littlest one and everybody in between. And, right? That's what the loop does. We don't even need to see the rest of the code. This, looking just at this loop says it's going to draw a bunch of ellipses and the last one it draws is going to be the biggest one and the first one it draws is going to be small and they're going to get gradually bigger in between. Just from that for loop, Right? This other code says, how do those values change? And the answer is, the values change as long as the mouse is pressed and I haven't filled them all up, then I'll put mouse X in the next one. Put a few here, oops, stop. Oh, put them here, stop. Oh, put them here, oops, full. Sorry, can't put any more in. Okay? All right, I really want to go to one more at least. So, that's the rest of the code. We don't need to see that. Okay, so it looks like, uh, I think there's a clicker question. How do I get this up here? All right, <clears throat> so... I know this is a little hard to read, but I just couldn't figure out how to make it fit. It kind of runs into the text. This is not changed. This is the program we were just talking about. Think about what somebody asked, and I said, hold that thought. I've now added key pressed count equals zero. Okay? And the question is, what does this do to the program? Does it... Now start drawing a new series of increasing circles, erasing the old ones, starting by erasing the smallest first. Does it start by drawing a new series of increasing circles, erasing the old, but starting with the biggest one first? Does the big one go away first? Does the little one go away first? Does it add more circles and doesn't erase anything? Does it add more circles starting with the big one, doesn't erase anything, and it doesn't actually do anything at all? Um, it just does what it did before, and it acts exactly the same as it did, and that's just kind of weird code that doesn't do anything, all right? But all I added 
were those three lines, that one key pressed method there. Question, you bet. Yeah, 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 right, right. I mean, you know, because I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to click, then what, what does it allow me to do with the program, of course? I'm not, I'm not trying to be a trick here. <laughs> yeah, right, so I guess I start drawing after I do a key press there, yeah, sure. Um, I'm only gonna. Hey, boy, I'm, I'm gonna run two minutes over today, guys, because we gotta we gotta finish this thought. Yeah. Excuse me? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's all part of the program. Okay, uh, make a vote, make a vote. Even pick, pick a wild guess. I'm going to press on here. Two minutes, two minutes I'm going to call it. I want to say enough so you can at least take these home and think about them over the weekend. Going once, going twice, two minutes, sold. All right, so uh, what do we think is going on here? So I got a lot of people going with um, it's A. Nobody went for B. Uh, interesting. And I got a bunch of C's. Adds more circles. All right. So, um, <clears throat> well, let me tell you, I'm going to say this. I'm going to actually, I'm not going to answer the question yet. That's why we're going to run over for just a second. If you want to give up on this clicker chance, you can leave. But if you can hang in there for just a minute. Um, so I'm going to tell you, it's either A or B. And, uh, I'm going to, wait a minute, I'm going to actually run programs that um, do A and B, just to be very clear about what we're talking about, and then I want you to tell me which, whether that code is A or B. So, so here's, um, here's version one, so this is one of A and B, right, so, so I draw the thing and it disappears, and now I press a key. And now I draw, and they are smaller, and it's erasing from the big ones, right? So if I press a key again, and I start drawing them, it's, it's erasing the little ones, making new ones, all right? So the old, the old trail disappears, and the new one reappears. That's, that's variation one. And you can be thinking about your answer right now. And just to be clear, <clears throat> it's either that one, or it's this one. Right, which again, I draw the circles, but now when I click and start drawing, whoops, the big ones go away first instead of the little ones, all right? And I click, and the big ones go away, and the little ones, all right? So the question is, 
Um, which of those is it? Is it A or is it B? And I've got to start this thing up here. <clears throat> Actually, I'm not even over time yet. I've got a minute and a half left. So it's interesting. Um, well, that's cool. So everybody's getting this now. I didn't fool anybody with reversing the direction. When I set the count equal to zero, it just starts putting in new x values for the little one. So the little one disappears from its old position, and I add more values. It keeps working up to the big one. That is, now what's going to happen is... The full snake says, and I, don't, I just keep doing it constantly. And if I'm moving, it just keeps replacing constantly. And in fact, that's how I created the shooting stars. I fill an array with x, y values, and that's the little star sort of chasing its tail to make those shooting stars in the starry night one. Have a nice weekend. You can, the answer is A. <laughs>